All right. And the title of this, this message is The Family is the Answer. And I titled this because the family is the answer because it is one of the few things God has not changed since the beginning of time. Now, I don't care how some people, you know, they try to, oh, we can create our own family. That's good, cool, great, and dandy. But I'm speaking on the fact that a man and a woman can come together in holy matrimony, get married, get a place to stay, start a family, have birthed children from their bodies, and, and start a whole lineage just from that. God, is that, that still is in play today. I don't care. And even though people do it so wrong all the time, most of the time because of just pure ignorance. They just didn't know. They didn't grow up that way. But God is telling us family is the answer. And the reason why he's saying family is the answer is because God is the head of the family. Amen. And it, well, God is the head of the man. And then the man is the head of the wife. And then, and then the children and so on and so on. And it's in order that he is established and he is not removing that. He's not going to take that away. And I just, I want to implement that due to the fact of, quote-unquote, pride month. Because if, if you talk to anybody in the LGBTQ community, most of them have had to disassociate themselves from their own families. And they've had to go and establish families elsewhere with that community. Because their families are like, well, we're not going to condone that lifestyle. Well, I'm not going to stop. Well, then we're at crossroads. And the crossroads really is, we don't want you to come back around no more. We just telling you, hey, we don't condone that. We don't approve of that. Well, if you don't approve of it, you don't approve of me. And then they take it way left, and you know, y'all know the stories. They get buck wild. Because they feel rejected. But it's like, it's like trying to talk to them sometimes. You're, trying, you know, you're like, you do understand that's one aspect of you. That's one aspect of you that I don't agree with. And you, and you take them to the, point, to the point where you want to disassociate yourself from me or from us because we won't approve of that. I'm pretty sure it's something that I do or something that I eat that you don't like and that you don't want to be smelling when I cook it. Like, I don't want to smell chitlins. I don't disassociate my people who eat chitlins. I just don't want to smell your breath when you get done eating it. Because you know it's cooking and all the hot sauce, hot sauce Louisiana in the world ain't going to stop that chitlin breath. <laughs> Amen. So, I just want to put that example out there. It's just that one aspect. It's that one aspect. So they, this whole community, because this one particular lifestyle you want to live, like, bro, don't you work at accountant? Uh-huh. Don't you put on a suit? Well, yeah, that was my job. Okay, then. Okay, that one aspect, you okay, I don't have to agree with everything. You ain't got to stop coming to the barbecue. Amen. Hey, come on now. We, we, we playing cards. Come on, get this map on this Uno card table, you know. Get this beat like you're supposed to. <laughs> and move on with life. We can disagree to agree later Amen. on. Amen. But uh, anyway, let's move on. <laughs> Talking about Joshua. Joshua was the predecessor to Moses. One of my favorite biblical characters. Because Moses was the meekest man that ever lived. People was at him. His own sister would talk crazy about him. And all he did was pray for him. He said, Lord, be gentle with him. He said, I am being gentle with him. I chose you, not her. Well, she tried to throw, overthrow him. Thinking that oh, we know we know just as much as Moses do. God say, Oh, okay, y'all come back tomorrow and I'll show y'all who uh who I who I chose. He gave her leprosy. Yeah. Moses, he didn't he didn't say ha ha like Nelson off the Simpsons. He prayed for it. It's like, man, that's that's power. Somebody talking crazy to you and you go pray for him? Because me, that's what you get. 
<laughs> you mess with me. <laughs> you know? Hey, hey, I tell the truth. Tell shame the devil. It's the truth. That's, I know my, I know who I am. Sometimes I feel like that. And then sometimes I feel like Moses. I just want to pray for you, brother. Depend on just what's going on. Who's who's high that day? My flesh or the spirit? I try to keep the spirit as high as possible. But anyway, Joshua 24, verses 14 through 16. And this is a very famous verse. We all know it. I got the picture in my house, but I want to read it anyway because this is what I, this message came from. Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth and put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt and serve ye the Lord. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom ye will serve. Whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And the people answered and said, God forbid that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. Amen. And see, we all take these, we get the pictures, we get the plaques, we get the t-shirts, and we may put this on this on a, um for whatever reason. But we it's not just a quote. It's not just a um it's something that's that's nice to say. This is this is what he, this is a choice he was telling them. He said, Hey, you need to pick. What are you going to do? Because I'm getting old. That's really what it was. He said, I'm about to get old. I'm not going to be a leader anymore. And you need to be deciding for yourselves, for your own families. Who are you going to serve? And that's what leaders do. They say, hey, you know, I've already instructed my family on what they should and should not do. Stay away from them over there. Because that ain't no good. Don't be falling in love with them girls over there. They loose. Their mama loose. Their aunties loose. The girls is loose. It's the reason why they no boys over there. For whatever reason, I don't want you boys going over there. You stay your butt over here yonder in this pasture where the girls are nice. They're going to love you today and tomorrow. She's she going to love you for one night and go mess with your friend. You, your feelings going to be hurt. But it's a reason for that. So we And, and fathers are men. And leaders, not just fathers, but leaders. But the leader of the home. Even if the father passed away, the mom is there, she's the leader. You have to instruct your children on how to go on when you leave. When I depart, I have instruct. I'm leaving videos. I'm gonna have video for all my kids. Hey, how you doing? I'm gonna talk to them like I'm still sitting there. I said, I know you might, you, you might, you feel sad because I'm gone, but let me tell you something. I ain't that far, and one day you'll be able to visit on a permanent basis. But as for right now, serve the Lord. Don't forget Him in your morning. Leave your little money. Ain't gonna be a whole lot. Make you feel better just a little bit. But don't bank on that. It's going to be a long time for y'all to get that money. I promise you. I'll be eating soup and salads for a long time. But anyway, leaders leave instructions for their families. You have to. Because when you go, this arrest going to come. Well, Moses, they, they, they cried for Moses for over a month. He said, y'all still crying? My goodness. All right, Joshua, come on. Let's go. You got to move on. You got to move on. And you got to move on with instructions. So Joshua was a servant of the Lord. He grew up watching and learning from Moses. He's been first. He's seen firsthand how God moved and instructed the people of Israel. He was chosen as a successor to Moses. And guess what he also did? He brought his family along also to serve the Lord. See, it would make no sense for me to be standing up in front of a bunch of people with my family at home. I've never understood that. 
Because if I see a, pre- a guest, pe- guest speaker preaching and he's in town, where his wife and his kids at? If he hasn't. I know some, some of them are single. They haven't got families yet. Okay, that's fine. But if he's married, where is he? Because that's how you measure a man. He can talk. Because he can, man, I'm telling you, these preachers can talk a good game, man. What's his, what's his name? Um, Michael Todd. Very, very gifted preacher. Man. Very gifted. Very inspirational, very up man up he 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 up up to, up um what's the word I want to use up to up he's upgrade not upgraded but he's up to date there you go he's up to date with what's going on in the world he knows it all he got a he no I I don't because I don't care about what's going on in the world I care about what's going on in my house but you but with a good you have to be you have, your your family is going that's how that's how people define us as ministers. Well, what's your family look like? Can you rule your own household? And so Joshua had his house there too. He had them serving there too. Joshua was actually one of the ones holding up Moses' arms when they was trying to win the battle. When his arms got taken, he said, as long as your arms stay up, we're going to win. He, so he has all the leadership qualities because he's been there. He watched and learned from Moses. Amen? And so that's Joshua. Joshua's the example, and you know, he don't get as much credit as Moses do because he, he's, he's the predecessor because Moses did it first, but he did just as well of a job. He did everything he's supposed to do as well, and he didn't faint. And so often now, and here, here's the part where it comes in with the family part. So often now, the leaders of the families are fainting, they're fading away, they're loosening the ropes, they're not as tight as they used to be. You know, that's why I pick on my parents sometimes. Because I says, you know, y'all, y'all ain't as strong as y'all used to be when y'all was swinging that whip when I was a child. Man, because it seemed like, boy, you had all the energy in the world. I said, you're not tired? My back is tired. I said, you, you strapped me three, thrice now. I'm tired. But when my sister came around, I'll leave her alone. What? Punish thee? The crime has been committed. You know, and she just get off, like always, like all little sisters do. You know, she smile, <laughs> and gone. And my daddy just melt like a little marshmallow, you know. But us boys, man, unle- unleash the cracker. Crack. <laughs> man. And so often that happens even in, 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 with our faith. You get older, you start letting stuff slide. You still let stuff slip. Stuff you would have never. See, and I'm, I'm old enough to, to remember. You couldn't wear pants to church. You better dress or skirt. And the skirt better be ankle length. If your, your ankle better not show. I better not see no, no pigmentation on your leg. None. <laughs> we will wrap you in this, um, this swaddling uh, uh, baptism cloth and make sure... <laughs> That you are holy in this place. Amen. Um, so I'm old enough to remember that. And now when you see people walking to church, you'd be like, woo. And they ain't even showing that much. But it's just you're just unused to that. Because the reins have been loosened up on what you're used to. And that's what happens as our faith gets passed down down the line. You pass it to you, you, you are hard with your children. Your children, yeah. And then all of a sudden. 
three out of those four kids, it's like, okay, we're going to do just like daddy. But that fourth one's like, nah, we're going to be a little loose with it. <laughs> he was a little too hard on me. I don't want to put that on my kid. It always happens. Always happens. Always. And you be saying, like, we all came from the same place. Amen. Yeah, Amen. But we all got, I don't, I don't perceive it that way. I don't think it's that necessary. That's why some people don't, I probably just gave the example about praising. Some people don't believe that you spoke, oh, it don't take all that boisterous noise to praise the Lord. Yeah, you might want to read the book of Revelation. Because they was loud and clamorous. You, and then you're supposed to be singing a new song. Every day you come into heaven. I don't know how you're going to do that, but I'm assuming God worked that, all, worked that out already. And it's going to be loud and boisterous. That's why folks who go, when men go to the games and shout, but they don't come to the church, they sit there like this. You all right, brother? Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Why you? You know, it's that disconnect. It's all of a sudden, it's like, oh, you know, it don't take all that. But it took all that for a basketball game? You ain't get no money. Matter of fact, you had to pay to get in. Amen. You ain't even God. See, he paid this. He paid the bill. God paid all the bills. He pays all the bills. All you had to do was just walk in here and say Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. That's it. That's what he's. That's what he's. Sincerely though, all right. Your heart got to be in it. From the heart, don't be don't don't be that person in there just faking it. Can't be doing. He he knows your heart. But it takes all that. But it, all, it only takes one person to start lacking, bagging up on it. All of a sudden, it don't take all that. I don't need to be doing all that. And next thing you know, faith has been watered down to the next generation. From the beginning, man was called to lead his family in serving God. Men being the head of the family have the power or strong influence to decide where the family should go. The reason why most families are, are being led today because there's no man in place. There's no balance. I know a lot of, a lot of single parents don't, don't understand. I said, oh, I've been doing it on my own all my life. You weren't supposed to be doing it on by your life. You were supposed to have a partner in that. Because it took two to make that baby. It's going to take two to raise that baby. Yeah. You needed help. And he abandoned you. And I'm sorry to hear that. And the best you, you do, I understand you did the best you could. But that wasn't supposed to happen. That's not how God designed it. He wanted to be. A, he wanted a man coming home after work and balancing that thing out to give you one to give you a break, so you ain't got to work that second job, and two to keep the kids. Keep kids. So give the kids a picture of what they're supposed to be doing later. That's why I know I can rationalize in my mind. My daddy went to work for eight hours. It took him an hour to get to work. Take him an hour to get home. So that's ten hours a day. On that eleventh hour, I should see. Him. Amen. A child can rationalize. He may, maybe he don't think of it like that. But he does think. He can rationalize in his mind. He cannot rationalize. Why does my daddy don't want to come over and see me? He's going to take that. He or she's going to take that person. My mama worked too much. Nobody's here to watch me. And I'm telling you. All it takes is for, for, for a child to see their friends, family. And, Your daddy come to the house all the time. Yeah, my daddy live with me. Oh, I live with my daddy. Didn't know. My, I ain't seen my daddy in years. And we have this disconnect. And we wonder why things are such disarray. That's why a lot of times I ask, I said, man, what, you know, because I've learned too. What's your relationship with your father? I don't have one. Yeah, it shows. You don't know how respect authority. You got to, anytime somebody says something, you're like, what? Huh? <clears throat> I ain't got to do nothing. Why are you responding that way? You respond that way because you have no, you have no 
proper respect for authority. You don't have a proper understanding. Because here's the problem people don't understand. If you have a proper understanding of what an authority figure is, you can work a job. You can work under a boss. If you can have a proper respect for your earthly father, you can give God the proper respect that he deserves as your Amen. heavenly father. Amen. But when you have that disconnect, you wilding. You talking crazy. You think you can say what you want to say to anybody and won't nobody knock your teeth out. And it's not true. And a lot of times, that's why I, I, I give them grace. Them young boys walking, they get to talk. Hey, what's up, old man? Okay, I'm, I'm getting old now. That's cool. Hey, what's up, pops? What's up? How you doing? What's up, OG? How you doing? What's up? Put some respect on my Hey, boy, I'm, I'm still young enough to whoop you. All right? I am. You 20. I'm going to be 35 in February. I don't want to hear that. Put some respect on that, Jack. Like, I didn't talk to my elders when I was your age like that. And you ain't going to talk to me like that. Lower your tone when you're talking to me. You ain't got that much bass. Because you, you, you're you going to want to be respected when you hit my age. Amen. When you walk in the room, you're going to want that. Hey, 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 hey. Oh, okay, my bad, my bad, OG. Okay, okay. Thank you. Appreciate it. Keep it down down here. It's just respect. Amen. But you don't get that. If you don't get that understanding as a child, it's hard to get it when you're an adult. And that's what messes us up. Here's a question for the world. Whose direction are you taking? It's supposed to be a, 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 a what's the, what's you, that little thingy, a question mark. There you go. There you go. <laughs> My words today, man, I must be tired. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. The overtime is getting to me. Um, yeah. Whose direction are you taking? Because the devil going to hell. He ain't got no direction. He got a destination. So who, who, who are you following? How many pills do you have to take to function? I ain't even talking about hormone therapy. I'm talking about anxiety and depression. Like, it's too many anxiety and depression medications. I don't even understand. I don't understand. I want to ask, I want to interview a pharmacist one day. I said, it's just on a scale of one to ten. How much more are you delivering anxiety and depression medication versus everything else? Because I guarantee you that's higher yes. than anything else. And I don't understand why. Because people say, like, man, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm anxious, I'm depressed. I don't have that. How you don't have that? My Bible says I can't have it. Amen. It's, in my mind, it's, it, it's just like, it's so simple. But in theirs, it's like, oh, but what about, but what about this? And what about, why are you worried about that? You tomorrow not promise? Amen. Oh, you know what? You know what it is? Oh, I know what it is. You don't know that God cares for you. That he has all your problems in a span of his, you know, the Bible says he has all the body, all the water in a span of his hand. A span? That ain't even the whole hand. That's just a little portion. So, what little problems you said you had again that he can't handle? But you see, you know, and I always bring this back down to a father because a father has great, he has influence that people don't even realize. We don't even, men don't even, they don't even realize what they influence. I said, you know, you can get your daughter in line just by living right and loving her right and teaching her right. She'll listen to you. I went to school with a young lady and she's married now. I'm not going to say her name. Uh, but her father, I remember she, she told us, she told us all, because the boy, she was very, very pretty, very, very smart, very educated, very, very discreet. 
So it was no no brainer. I said, I want that. Because the rest of them showing too much. She, we can see what she got, but she ain't showing what she got. And her father told her, I don't want you to date until you get, until you, uh, get out of high school. And she didn't. She didn't date. And I'm talking boys. Was, she had boys carrying her books. She was working that thing. I had to give it to her. She was smart. So, but she didn't give nothing. I'm like, well, how you know she didn't give nothing? No, because the boys talked. She didn't give up nothing. I know a guy, he caught it for about four years. He didn't get, she didn't even marry him. She married a doctor. Because she held on to the word of her what? Her father. Her father. And now she's a school teacher. And she, and from, from, my, from what I see, she's pretty amazing with them kids. But she held on to those words. That's a real life example. Imagine what a if, if, if just the truck driver told his daughter, hey, you go to school, you get an education, you come home, me and mama going to help you. Okay, daddy. Leave them boys alone. They don't want nothing from you. At least until you grown. Be grown. Be grown. Don't be no 16-year-old mom. Be grown. Amen. Be grown. Amen. Because he, he don't know what he want. Them hormones, are, them hormones are still raging. Your hormones don't slow down until you're 26. Your brain function ain't all the way there until you're 26. Wait. Take your, take your time, young man. Take your time, young lady. You're in such a rush to Amen. do what? Amen. Where's the direction from the men? That's why, that's why I be getting upset. What? What? Stop. No. Did you think about that before you made that decision? No, you didn't. That's why we talking now about it. No. Wait. And you need... And see, there's no, it's no knock on moms. But I'm going to tell you something about a mother. She don't have the bass in her voice to make a child act right. Mm. <laughs> See how I just did that? Yeah. Because I know when I walk in the house and my voice kicks in, it makes you stand up straight. Because my father, who is half an hour away, can still make me do it right now. Over the phone. Yes, sir. <laughs> I'll have it done for you, sir. <laughs> I don't want no problems. I'm going to be 35. You think I still want that smoke? No, I don't. Because just because he was laxed on my sister don't mean he still laxed on me. Amen. And I love him for it. I appreciate them for because my parents were my heroes. People don't understand that. I said, I'm not going to give that title to somebody I don't know. LeBron James, as powerful and, and, and influential as he is, he ain't did nothing for me. He ain't sent me to school for free. For free. Amen. I appreciate what he's doing for the kids now, but he ain't did that for me. But you know who did it for me? My old man. Amen. My mama. Yeah, I had a good example of that. The, I'm like, the family is the answer. All the other stuff y'all think they talking about, oh, well, you know, you just got to get you a little CBD oil and rub it on your joints. And you got, you know, you got to get this and you got to get that. Man, please. You need a butt whooping, a sit your hand down somewhere, get your plate and have a seat and listen and learn somewhere for a learn for a time. So when you hit my age, you can do right. Amen. You can get you some wisdom. So you can get you some wise counsel. That's what you need. You don't need that other stuff. Get you a cup of Kool-Aid, get you a sandwich and have a seat and watch and learn. And when the opportunity, and when you get, see, you, you, you can't start asking questions too early. See, now you, 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 you outside a child's place. You got to get a little, you get a little age on you. So once you hit them, them, them teens, now you can start asking questions. Amen. Because now your brain can comprehend the answer. Amen. All right. Okay. Yeah. That's how we're going to do that. 
Families all around the world pass down their heritage and culture and religion to the next generation. Do you ever see, have you ever seen a Middle Eastern family just in chaos? You ain't never going to see it. Because that mama and that daddy going to tell them kids what they're supposed to do. You a doctor, you a dentist, you a nurse, you a construction worker, you an architect, you a restaurant owner. And they go do it. I mean, do it and do it well. You know what else they don't see? You go stay at this apartment. You go stay at that apartment. No, all y'all going to stay in this house. You're going to get that education. We mean your mama going to pay these bills. Amen. And then when y'all start having kids, we're going to move in with you. <laughs> Help raise them kids. Yeah. We're going to pass down that heritage. Yeah. Amen. Amen. They keep it going. Amen. They keep it going. Why is the church doing that? Y'all pray for me because I really want to get this Bible study started. And I'm I'm probably going to have to start just recording it and putting it out there versus doing it live. If we're going to be doing it online because, because of time constraints. Um, and yeah, pray for me on that. I really want to do it because I'm like, man, we're going, through, going on year three. Got to get that started. Because you got to know what you believe, and you got to be able to defend on what you believe, and you got to be able to stand on what you believe. Because people are going to ask questions. What church you go to? Bible-believing church. What y'all believe there? The Bible, the apostles' doctrine, the teachings of the Lord, the red writing, we believe. Yes. We believe the Old Testament is there for our example, and we use it all the time. I use the King David all the time. King David is a prime example of a father I don't want to be like. Because I don't want to be in a situation where I took another man's woman, had a baby, sent the husband to die. The baby died, had to start all over. Then turn around three years later, umpteen years later, you lose two or three more kids. I don't want to be walking around, oh, Absalom, oh, Absalom, oh. I don't want, I don't want to be singing my, my son's name like that for my mistakes and my, my, my sins. I don't want to do that. That's what the Old Testament was given to us for an example. I said, I just read about it. I don't need to live it. Amen. I don't need to live it. I don't want my wife walking around like Ruth looking for her bow ass. I'm right here. I ain't trying to get struck down and die. I don't want to be like Eli's daughter-in-law, kid, son so hard here, God struck him and killed him. And then she, when she found out that the ark was covered and she had that baby and she named the baby Ichabod. What? That's a whole lot of... Me- now, no, 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 laughing at his name, he still served the Lord. He was a priest. He was. His name was, his name, it sounds jacked up, but he still served the Lord. Even though all his parents died, mama and daddy and granddaddy still served the Lord. Man. Yeah, but we got to pass down this, we got to pass down our faith to our children. That's the answer. The family, that's how the faith comes through there. They have to see it. They got to see mama praying. Like, yeah, I need y'all to be quiet for about 10 minutes. I got to pray. I've heard uh, the, old, the older moms way back in the day. They weren't working and standing at home. They throw that apron over their head. When you see this apron over my head, that means I'm praying to God. That means when you sit here, you be quiet till I get done. And they would do that. And the kid would just listen. He just hear his mama crying out, praying for him, praying for their daddy, praying for their siblings, praying for their granny, their grandpappy, aunts, uncles, who, who, who you name it, their own situation. And they would do that and they would learn that. And, that's, and those kids are our grandparents and parents. And they do the same thing. They go in their closet. They get quiet and they pray. I ain't tell you nothing. I pray all day long. I don't. I don't, I don't see my, my life the way my life. I don't have time to be just get a, a, a separated spot, a, a designated spot like that. Sometimes I just got to pray where I'm at. 
I pray for folks who give me bottles of water. I, I said, Lord, if that man don't know the Lord right now, I pray right now that you would send somebody to bless him, Father, so he may know you like I know you. If he don't have the spirit of the Lord in him, Lord, I pray right now that somebody would give him an encounter with you, Lord, so that he can be filled with the spirit, Lord. And I do that often. I make it a habit, ritualistic almost like, religiously, because I don't ever want to be in a situation where I can't pray. Because my grandmother, who is still living, thank God for that, 82 years old, still going, she'll be 83 in November. Her prayer saved, helped me. I remember praying for you. I'm praying for you, little Anthony. Oh, okay, Grandma. I see you when I see you. Them prayers hit hard. Hugs got power. Amen. Punk to, uh, packed a punch. Because I feel it. I feel them real a whole lot now. I do. What will the world pass down? Matthew 24, 35. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. That's why the earth is on fire. That's what, what y'all going to get. Hot fire. Fire in your bones. Fire, it's going to be fire in hell. That's where the world is. That's, that's where it's going. To hell in a handbasket. Hot. That's all, that's all the world going to give you. It's hot breath and bubble gum. That's it. You don't get nothing. You don't know blessing. All this temporary satisfaction. I wanted to show you this movie so bad. I can't stand it. We just haven't had the time. Um, um, somehow, some way, I, I will get this done. I don't know how, but I will. I want because I want to show. This is Matt Walsh. He went and did a documentary on and called it "What Is a Woman." Right. First and foremost, why we got to have this discussion about what what is a woman? Because we have to have it. Because there are men who are walking around saying, I feel like I was born a woman, even though I'm a man. And we like, what? But your, you, your chromosomes say different. No, but I no, that was a mistake. I'm really a woman. Brother, you can tuck and squish and implant all you want. But you's a dude. Use a funky, stanky, dookie and do like the rest of us. Maybe you don't understand. That's okay. But I just want the rest of y'all to know he's a man. <laughs> what Austin Powell say, it's a man, baby, it's a man. It's a man. It ain't no woman. Care which I knows a woman when I sees a woman. That ain't no woman. It just ain't. And they out here trying to confuse people with this nonsense makeup and hair makeup is that's like man, take that off. Wash your face. Let me see what you really look like. Because some features you just can't hide. You just can't hide it. They have tried to erode what it means to be a woman, a mother, a man, and a father. And now there's no such thing as an age of consent. They're not trying to erase that. What you want with my kids, bro? You know, they were, they're walking down the street chanting, we're coming for your children. And you see, the, my flesh side was like, you know what? That's why I don't leave home without my Glock. Because people just like you. <laughs> you come over with my kids. I'm coming for you. But see, I can't do that. I'm saying. So I got to pray for you. Because that's triggering. It's the truth. You say what you want to say about me. Say what you want to say about my, my, my wife. You say anybody. But keep your mouth off my kids, man. They're innocent. 
They don't know no better. They learning. How dare you come here and try to teach them some mess like that? I'm telling you, it's all over the internet. It's all over social media. Parents are coming to the schools, to the to the the, unions, the teachers and parent meetings and telling them, why does my child have this book in his bag? Why is this in your library? Why are we talking about the gay BCs? What is that? What happened? A is for apple. B is for ball. Not balls. Why are we doing that? I don't mean to be vulgar, but, but, but why, why are we put? How dare you? The devil, he, he, ain't, he ain't even trying to hide it anymore. Are we coming for your kids? Oh, are you? Oh, okay. I, one, I'm about to go pray a little harder. Not just for you, but for me, so I don't hurt you. Two, now, seriously. Two, I need this power of God to be manifested in this thing because I need to see his power manifest. I need to see him work this thing out. Because you can't have these children. They're not yours. They belong to him. And that's what we got to start praying. Lord, you gave me these kids. Amen. You gave me these children to rear up in your name. Amen. And I have an enemy who is trying to attack us via through the schools with this nonsense they're trying to preach and teach. I need your manifestation of your power to rest in here. Amen. Amen. Because that is not happening. It's not happening. So let's, let's, I think it's a movie out right now. Talking, and a psychiatrist is talking to a child. She said, like, oh, I, feel like I'm a, I'm, I feel like I'm a boy. But my mom would never allow it. Oh, that's abuse. Mm. That's happening. They doing it in Canada. They doing it in the UK. They doing it everywhere. Trying to tell a ch- And then they don't, you know, they, they, kids don't have to, you don't have to tell your parents. It's not, it's, it's, you know, we don't have to, we don't have to tell those only, what? I feed them. I clothe them. I need to know everything. Everything. I remember the situation with my son and he, uh, he's forgiven, he's forgiven. When he forged my signature for something and the teacher called me and immediately she began to just tell me, part of, she tried to give him praise. He's such a good kid. He's such a good kid. I said, first and foremost, man, I don't, I don't mean no harm. But if he was such a great kid, you wouldn't have called me. Mm-mm. You didn't just call me to sing praises to him. What did he do? And then she, then she finally broke down and she told me what he did. I said, okay, well, I'll deal with it. Thank you for telling me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I know what she did was innocent. But I, you, you almost just have to remind him, that's, that's, that's not your son. And I don't want my son thinking that he can just get away with everything. For some, for some crimes, there's, there's heavy consequences. Amen. The consequence for that is just me chewing them out. Don't do that. That's the consequence. The consequence of him forging something like that. What if he forged a check? He going to jail now. Yeah. Somebody not going to be as loving about that. You can't do that. They have to learn consequences in, in, for your actions. Very important lesson my father taught me. Very, very important. Cause and effect. I had to learn. There's a cause and effect for everything that you do. Don't you think for one second that you got away. Because you didn't. You just got by. Eventually, you're going to get caught. And you have to learn that. Same thing with this. I'm trying to be a woman. I'm a man thing. It's a, it's a, it's a cause and effect for that. I wish they, they, they won't. And see, in the documentary... And I'm going to move on. In the documentary, he has a man, he has a, a biological woman on there who transitioned to a man, and she's having so many issues. 
so many issues. And it's too late. The damage has been done. She can't go back. She physically cannot go back. It's too late. It's too late. All the things that are going on right now has been going on forever. These false god idols have been tricking people into living lives since the fall of man. And we as humans have not learned the lesson. Why don't we pass down the faults and failures that the adults went through? Only the happy stuff. Why are you only going to tell the good stuff? Oh, we don't want you to feel good. No, I failed calculus three times. You need to know that. You need to study. Because you're going to need that for that degree. Here's where I went wrong at. I, have, I was thinking this, and I should have been thinking that. Or I didn't go to bed at night like I was supposed to. Go to bed. Get you a good night's sleep. Get you something to eat. Stay off the drugs. I was high all the time. Why do we want to tell our kids that? Because we don't want them to see a negative. You, you ain't mama. My mama is my mama. She ain't perfect. She's going to always be my mama, no matter what. Amen. Always. My mom didn't have a high school diploma. I was getting ready to graduate high school and she was in tears because she couldn't get a raise without getting it. I said, Mama, we're going to get your high school diploma. And God let me help her. I had the privilege of helping my mama get her high school diploma before I got mine. Can't nobody take that from me, ever. I had the privilege of doing that. I ain't never seen my mama get off off the ground with leap for joy. Y'all met my mama. My mama can't jump. She got off the ground leaping for joy. Because she did something that she thought she couldn't do. And she was perfect at it. She had a straight-A student for that that six-month class. I said, man, Lord, I think about that stuff often. Don't tell me what God can't do. That's in our lineage now. Oh, you can do it? Yes, you can. God said you can. Matthew 13 and 9. Who has ears to hear? Let him hear. People don't want to hear anymore. They don't want to hear. I don't want to hear that no more. Speak no more to me about those good things. Speak to me only bad things. Are you crazy? Are you, are you in your right mind? You're going to need that, man. You're going to need somebody to speak life into you. In order for our children to continue on with the heritage of the Lord, we, the adults, must share all that the Lord has done for us. I'm telling my kids, what, I used to push cars because I was running out of gas all the doggone time. I don't run out of gas no more. You want to know why? I got smart. I put gas in the car. <laughs> I can make it. No, I can't. I can't make it. Yeah. Children hang on to every word their parents tell them. If God has been so good to us, why don't our children know how good he is? Why don't you tell your kid what God has done for you? Do you? My tw- the twins going to know the con- how, they were, how they came to be. They going to know. They going to know. I'm going to tell them. Don't you ever think that God, you, can, that God, you count it out because you're not. Amen. He, can do the, uh, he can do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you could ever think or speak of. Yes, he can. He can do it all. Amen. And you need to know. You need to know. My son will always know. There's, one, there's a child before him, but he is the firstborn. But when he came, boy, he got me in line. Anything I was wavering on, I got straight. Quick, because diapers are still not cheap. <laughs> he needed diapers, and I needed to be there for him and his mama. So I got it together. Psalm 127, 3. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. 
Children are a blessing. So you mess with nobody's kids. Now, this is an example of the negative of what we're talking about. This is the, pro- this is the book of this is, uh, the prophet Eli. Eli was a great prophet. But he wasn't that great of, a, great of a parent. And he had a little bit of a gluttony problem too. But we're going to read this just 20 verses. This is 1 Samuel, Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 2, verses 27 through 34. I just want to read it. It's quite a bit of reading, but I want, I want you to see it real quick. Now a man of God came to Eli and said, this is another prophet, right? This is what the Lord says. I revealed myself very clearly to your father's household when they were slaves in Egypt to the house of Pharaoh. I chose your father from all of Israel's tribes to be my priest, to go up onto my altar, to burn incense, and to wear the priestly vest in my presence. I also gave all the Israelites food offerings to your father's household. Why then do you kick my sacrifices and my offerings? They're not doing right as his priest. He, so God is upset about this. Uh, why then do you kick my, my sacrifices and my offerings? The very ones I commanded for my dwelling place. Why do you respect your sons more than me? Ooh. His kids is cutting up and he won't correct them. Getting fat off the best parts of every offering from my people Israel. Because of all that, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel declares. I have promised that your household and your father's household will serve me forever. But now this is what the Lord declares. I'll do no such thing. Wrote you out. Because you wouldn't honor him. No, I honor those who honor me. And whoever despises me will be cursed. The days are coming soon when I will eliminate both your children and the children of your father's household. The end is coming. There won't be an old person left in your family tree. You'll see trouble in my dwelling place. Though all will go well for Israel, but there will never be an old person in your family tree. One of your descendants whom I don't eliminate from serving at my altar will cry his eyes out and be full of grief. Ichabod. His whole mom, his mom and his daddy was gone because his grandparents and his mom is crazy. They wouldn't honor the Lord like they're supposed to. Any descendants in your household will die by the sword. And what happens to your two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, will be a sign for you. They will both die on the same day. Eli is the prophet of Israel. But he wouldn't do right because he said, you respect your sons more than me. He said, yo, you can't love your mother and your father more than me. This is why families are getting destroyed, man, because we get laxed with our faith. We let the world creep in. We let the devil creep in with his nonsense, and he messed us up. Now, it doesn't, say, it doesn't say on him, but Eli died. Eli was very fat, and he was so fat that when, they told, when he heard that the Ark of Covenant had been taken from them by the Philistines, he fell back and broke his neck because he was so fat. The Bible made it very clear he was fat. So when people say, oh, it's, it's just a little sin. It ain't hurt nobody. You have no idea what you're talking about. Because your little sin can mess up a whole lot of generations. And we think that, oh, you know, it, 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 it ain't bothering nobody. You bothering God. He about to wipe you out. I don't want my bloodline wiped out. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing now. My grandmother didn't want her bloodline wiped out. That's why she prayed for us the way that she did. And we got to pass this thing on to our next, to the next generation, which is our children and our children's children, so they can keep going on. I don't want to hit the line and like all of a sudden, where, where's the Womack at? Oh, you didn't know? 
He cut it off. Lord. All that praying, all that fasting, all that serving, and you let it get to this? Jesus. For what? For a Scooby snack? He said that you couldn't have. Scooby snack can be whatever you want it to be. Something you shouldn't have. I'm just saying that. It's just an example. But yeah. Just, just as I said, I, my family is my first ministry. It's not this church. God can plug another person in here real quick and continue on like nothing happened. But what about my family? What about my kids? What about my wife? Even the prophets of the Lord messed up their children. That's why your home is your first ministry and can't be neglected. That's why we have the, these lost, confused folks trying to recreate who they are because someone dropped the ball. Somebody didn't pray. Oh, oh you don't know that. Huh? We all make our own decisions. Yeah, somebody didn't pray against that. Somebody should have been praying instead of playing. Hebrews 13, verse 17. Rely on your leaders and defer to them because they watch over your whole being as people who are going to be held responsible for you, which is me. They need to be able to do this with pleasure and not with complaints about you because that wouldn't help you. You know, it's hard to pray for somebody when they have a pain in your side. When they just won't listen. But they show up every Sunday. Praise the Lord, Pastor. How you doing, such and so? Hey, man, you still smoking? Yeah, man, I'm still smoking. Brother, your lungs, your lips is black. You can't, you wheezing through my message. <laughs> no, stop. Hard head, you, I told you already, you can't, flirt, you can't flirt with the women in here. If you ain't about trying to marry them, leave them alone. Move around somewhere. The next, the next step is the body here. I can't have that here. That's why I said the first five years, boy, I'm going to be a dog with it. I ain't bending on nothing. I can't. Because I need the foundation to be set and solidified. Even well after I'm gone. Romans 6, 20, ooh, Romans 8, 28. God, please take my, I, take my, I messed up some moments and turn them into miracles. I trust you to use them for good and to transform me into who I should be. Yeah, it's pretty good. And they called it, I messed up. Yeah, we messed up. And even though Eli messed up, he could have fixed it. He just didn't. God was warning them. He was telling them. He would say, hey, man, hey, get your house in order. Get your house in order. When God told Hezekiah, he said, Hezekiah, you about to die. Get your house in order. Hezekiah went to go pray. <laughs> he bypassed his house. He went to go pray. And then God gave him 15 more years in the job to do. You want your families to stay together? You want your families to be solidified in the Lord? You better be praying for them. You better be passing this faith down. Kids need to see you praying. Kids need to see you treating people the right way. That's the big one. Don't be talking about people. If, I, if you are cutting, I'm, I'm talking about slicing and dicing like you at the deli. How thin do you want it? Thin. If they see you doing that, it's going to be really, really hard for them to want to treat people right when they get that age. I know people irritate us. I know people frustrate us. I know people try to uh, purposely try to hurt us. But as children of God, we have to toe the line and treat people the way God told us to treat them. To love our neighbors as we love ourselves. 
I know that's easier said than done. It is because some people should be rock bottomed, not loved. They should catch an elbow. They should be chopped in the throat. They should be stumped. Two feet. But God said not to do that. He said, and it's one of the reasons why he said don't do it is so you don't mess up the next generation. Because they watching that. And what we do in moderation, they're going to do in excess. They're going to take them limits off. Oh, no, my father's not here. I'm a worse. He showed you mercy. I won't show you none. You don't want that. You don't want your, you don't want your name your, your name to be the last name written in Lamb's Book of Life and nobody else came after you. If he lets me see the book, I want to see my name. I want to see my wife's name. I want to see my children, my parents. I don't want to, I don't not want to see my grandchildren and my great-grandchildren's name in there. Because I'm going I'm to feel terrible. I said, where did I go wrong, Lord? Did I not pray enough? Did I not fast enough? Did I not spend enough time with them? Did I not pour into the door? Where did the enemy creep in and steal my family from me? I don't want that. I think about that often. That's why I try to keep myself in check. I keep it in the forefront of my mind all the time. Because not only do I need them, I need, they need me. I need y'all too. Y'all my family too. I got to keep it straight. When I want to wild out, I have to remember, you got to preach Sunday. You got to preach Sunday. You got to preach Sunday. I'm going to let you slide today. I got to go get my message ready for my people. Because family is the answer. I don't care what the world say. I don't care what they're talking about. It is the answer. Because we can get together and have a good time. Good time. I can't tell me stories I got from eating just chicken and bread with my aunts and my mama and my cousins. And my brother and sister. We was the most fried chicken family I ever seen in my life. We ate chicken every day. Oh my gosh. That's why I don't eat fried chicken now. I ate it too much. I grill it and eat it, but I can't fry it. Like my auntie, I can't take no more grease. I just can't. Anyway, Lord, thank you for the family. Amen. Father God, thank you for the word that's went forth. Father, bless the families that are, have made it and pressed their way to church on today. Lord, I thank you, Father, that we have not forsaken the gathering of ourselves. Lord, no matter what the weather may look like, no matter what our lives may entail, Lord, we know when we need to get here and give you honor and give you glory, Father, because that is our reasonable duty. Father, I thank you, Father, for the calling. I thank you, Father, that you have blessed these people and put them in my care. And Lord God, teach me to be a better pastor a better listener, a better understander, Father, so whatever the issues they may have, so that I may rightfully and righteously pray for them and go before you, Father, in, their, in, in proxy for them, Lord, for whatever their needs may be, Lord. And even what I don't know, Lord God, I pray, Father, that you will speak to their hearts, Lord God, that the Holy Ghost will, sp- will talk to their hearts, Father, and speak to them, Father, purposely, Father, and one-on-one, Lord, and they will have a relationship with you, Father. Not just through the pastor, but for, for themselves, Lord. Because we all need the Holy Ghost, and we all need your spirit in us to make it to the end and to make it and endure in these evil times, Lord. So, Father, we thank you. We magnify your great and holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.